What's up, Lifehouse fam? Welcome back to the Life Talk podcast. My name is Manny. And I'm Jarvis. And today we got a special treat for you. As of today, right out of the pulpit, Pastor Rob Light. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How you guys doing? Really good, really good. We, we wanted cool. to bring you on, and, you know, and just talk about your, you know, your takeover of lead pastor. That's and- right. That's right. That's step, step one of my takeover. <laughs> now we wanted to come together and, and talk about you guessed it, worship. So we just want to talk about what worship is, what it isn't, and you know how we can live a lifestyle of worship. So we're going to start off right off the bat with how would you, as a worship pastor, define what worship is? Yeah, well, uh, we at Lifehouse Church, we have uh, many core values, seven, I think, and one of them is worship is all of us responding to all of Him all the time. So um, it's kind of a three-prong definition. So all of us, um, and that's really easy now that we've experienced COVID. Like we all remember what it was like to come back after COVID and that feeling like we didn't realize we missed the fellowship until we got fellowship again. I don't know about yeah. you guys. When I first yeah. walked into Walgreens and the, the lady didn't have her mask on and smiled at like, like I almost started crying. It was <laughs> That, that thing did, COVID did numbers on everybody so mentally. But anyway, that's one definition. Like one way to think about it is all of us responding. So all of us as a family responding to all of him. And that's, you know, all of his forgiveness, his grace, all of his mercy. It's like when we think about what he's done for us, we can't help but respond to him. Mm. And then the last part, worship is all of us responding to all of him all the time. That's probably the most difficult time the most difficult part of worship is when things aren't fun and you're in a valley or you're, you know, things are dark, you're in trials, you know, you're in a storm. That's the most difficult time to worship. Mm. But yeah, that, I would say that's our definition right there. Mm. So yeah. some people think of uh, our, our service is called a worship service, right? right. And it consists of singing, prayer, right. uh, get a time of giving, a message. So that will be like, the singing is the worship part. Like how, how would you address mm. that? Like, the entire service is a worship service, the sure. preaching of God's word, the reading of God's word. So how would you define the singing aspect of the service? You know, I would say, I mean, music is is not something new. I mean, this is all, it's all throughout the Bible, right. music. I mean, God created music, um, you know, and it's something about music that, that touches your heart. Um, some of us are a little bit more different and we're a little bit more hardened and when music comes into play, that kind of opens a door. Um, yeah, I, you know, I want to be careful to say that worship is not just music. Um, in fact, I'd, I'd say it, it, it's a lot of without music, you know? Right. So, so worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a mentality, you know, worship demands surrender, you know, worship, requires forgiveness. So there's a, a lot of things that got to go in on that before you respond with music, mm, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, definitely is a difference. The worship service is not just the music part. I mean, it's, it's all of it, you know, it's, it's the responding part, you know, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, yeah. Cause I know a lot of times people are like, man, yeah, I, I like that church, but I don't like the worship. And I'm like, you know, I know what they're saying, but it's yeah. not correct. It's not, yeah. you know. It, it, and it's today's day. It's, right. it's, um, we, our culture has put that stamp and, you know, you relay it to each, like worship music. You know yeah. exactly what that is. 
Yeah. It's a style, yeah. you know. Um, I'm not saying that that's correct. That's just what our generation has labeled it as. Right. You know, it's just so it's almost like kind of snapping yourself out of it to remember, oh yeah, it, it's not just worship. It's not like a worship night. Like we have worship nights here at Lifehouse. Everyone knows it's, it's going to be full of music, but it's also going to be full of prayer. It's going to be full of reflection time um, and and the word. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's important to to draw a line and understand that it's not just music. You know, yeah. in the old days, they, they would call a guy like me uh, a music director. Well, now they've changed it and it sounds more spiritual to worship pastor yeah. you know it's it's uh it's the same thing but we've just labeled it different in today's day yeah so we gotta yeah. be careful draw yeah. that line mm-hmm. a lot of times in service you talk about um bringing your worship to church right? we just talked about worship is not just singing but it's you know the act of who you are right it's something you do with all of your body and all the time so what does that look like to bring your worship to church yeah, I mean, basically it means come prepared. You know, a lot of us, and listen, I get it. I, I remember the days when we had babies and diapers and yelling and screaming on the way to church, and it's just, you know, it's a miracle you get to church on time, you know. Um, so I understand when life comes into play and you basically throw a hat on, you get up, you 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 run out of the house, you, you, you make Maybe you lucked out and you got the kids with you. <laughs> Maybe you forgot them. <laughs> but you're at church and, man, I forgot to pray today. I forgot to read the word today. You know, that's what I'm, I'm, we're, we're kind of going for is to, mm. to, to, to wake those guys up and say, that's not okay. I understand that may happen from time to time, but don't make that a habit. So basically, come to church ready. Bring your worship to church. And... um. A couple things I wrote down, you know, uh, thinking about this, you know, expect to encounter God, these kind of things in your mind. It starts in your mind and your heart at home. So prepare yourself before you even come. Be on time. I mean, just make it a point to be ready, to be on time. You know, keep a short account with God. In other words, you know, get used to confessing sin often and make sure your heart is pure and in a good spot to worship. Mm-hmm. If you come to church and you forgot to do all that, it's going to be really hard to get into the the groove. I mean, because here at Lifehouse, we do, you know, three, four songs, and then it's the message. And everyone thinks, you know, not everybody, but some people think, oh, it's, it's a worship guy's job to get my heart right. No, it's yeah. not. It's your job to get your heart right. Um, man, if we all came uh, right at 11 o'clock, all prepared and if we all brought our worship to church that would be an awesome service like we would experience god moving so so the really the hard part to think about is 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 there anything in my life that is going to hinder the the spirit of the living god working today is anything in my life so it's like just coming prayed up coming read up make sure that's not the first time you've read the bible or prayed this week i mean Little things like this, you'd think it'd be obvious, but sometimes we need a little yeah. reminder yeah. to be like, yeah, you know what, you're right. I just can't show up and expect God to work, you know. Yeah, he will he will work, definitely, but you could be quenching the Spirit, man. I mean, think about that. That's that's heavy. A, a couple other things I, I thought about, you know, are you in conflict with anybody at church? You know, that's unhealthy if you are. You know, it's important to settle it. I mean, is it's... 
just like at home, I mean, how, how can you, how can you expect to have a nice family atmosphere if you're at odds with each other, you know, and you just kind of forget about it. So that's another thing that we don't think about, you know, that we think we can come to church and avoid certain people, but no, I mean, if, if we, if we are bringing our worship to church, that means we're, we're an open vessel. We're ready to go. Um, some other things, have you invited someone to church this week? You know, have you prayed for that person before Sunday? You know, decide when you come to church, you know, part of bringing your worship to church, decide, you know, before you even come, what you're going to give. You know, think about your time, your talent, and treasure. Think about that before you get the guilt trip. You know, we, we don't do that here at Lifehouse. I'm so thankful for that. But when we talk about giving, the idea is that we've already kind of made up our mind what we're doing. And sometimes we've got to change our mind. You know, the Lord is is moving in different ways, you know, planning on... uh listening to the message. I mean, that that's a no brainer, but sometimes we have to go in on purpose. Like today, I'm going to listen to the message. I'm not going to just check out. I'm not going to check a box today, you know? And then, uh, this is the big one. If God speaks to me today, I'm going to respond, you know, make that choice. Yeah. So basically having to said all that, basically bringing your worship to church means come prepared. Yeah. A couple of things went through my mind as you said that. First was, you know, a lot of people have this. I, mean, I did too growing up, so I, what I'm about to say, I, I can relate to it. You go to church on Sunday, you know, and, and you get fed and you get your battery filled up, and then Monday through Saturday that battery is draining, draining, yeah. draining. And Sunday you come back and get it refilled, yeah. but like yeah. that battery should be being charged all week. Yeah, and really, for sure. as a Christian, church should be coming with your brothers and sisters in Christ and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I kind of when a an pinnacle. unbeliever. Yeah, when an yeah. unbeliever comes, it's a little different. But when a believer comes, it's like it's the big gathering. Like yeah. it shouldn't have not been happening throughout the week. Right. This is just where we all come to the gathering right. of the saints. Second thing I thought about was just being on time. <laughs> like <laughs> so it sounds funny, right? And I know in ministry we always talk about these things. How can we get people to get in on time? But it really yeah. does impact the way you go into worship. Cause if you're yeah. already 15, 20 minutes late, your mind's already sure. You know, we prefer you to come than not come, Yeah, but do your best to be on time. Cause it really can change everything. Like Definitely. it can change, you know, your, your heart posture, it can change yeah. everything just before you even get into the service. Yeah. I mean, for myself, like it takes me a while to settle down, like in my head. So like I have to be either early or on time, or you can just count. 15 minutes in, I'll start to check back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. just the way it works. And so like, yeah, if you come prepared and um, yeah, my favorite time of the service really is before it starts. There's actually a few people there sitting yeah. and anticipating mm. like that's a good place to be. Like just right. you're anticipating God to work. And yeah. that's just the five people special. that get into service on time before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you talked about how, you know, it was our job to respond and our job, like it's not the worship leader's job. So that's it segues into our next question, which is good, which is what is your role as the worship pastor in service? Oh man. I mean, there's a lot that goes on. Um, my my favorite thing is when someone says something like, uh, "Hey, are you free Tuesday?" And I'm like, "Well, I'll, I'm at you know I'll be at the church." You know, oh really? What are you What are you doing there? <laughs> I'm like, and I just goof off like, "Well, usually Tuesdays is my YouTube day, and I'll <laughs> I'll go through YouTube videos." <laughs> and they're looking at me like, "You serious, Clark?" <laughs> but no, um, 
I don't know what was the question. Just- <laughs> it's like, like what, what, you know, and, and I would well, say, yeah, what do I do? I, I, I agree with that because you know, when I was growing up, I was like, pastors. I mean, I thought teachers had the best job in the world because yeah, they had off all summer. Yeah, they show then up. Then I met a pastor. I'm like, wait, they only work one day a week. Yeah. I need to be a pastor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, basically, anything that has to do with the worship service, you know, the planning, uh, the the gathering of information, songs videos, anything like that, anything that has to do with the service I'm involved in, um, either in pre-service, post-service, and um, that includes getting teams ready. You know, I oversee our uh, um, the band and the vocalists and all that, but I also oversee audiovisual. Now, my man Jason Gardner, he does a killer job, so really it's just me touching base with him on Mondays. Um, he's been awesome. But yeah, just making sure everything is clicking and um if there's any hiccups you know what can we do to make things better um but yeah it's that basically is in a nutshell and it's crazy what you see on sundays is probably five percent right of a 95 percent work week getting getting that ready to go i try to explain to people like because i've been on both sides right like sunday is like the game yeah, 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 yeah. it's the cherry on top. Yeah, and, and you got to throughout the week. There's a lot of preparation yeah. that goes into practice. being prepared for yeah. that. And yeah, it's, it's like yeah, like yeah, I practice. We talking about yeah. practice. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and and that's just the worship aspect of it. You got so many other roles that you oh, yeah. do and take care of. Like that's literally just the part that has to do with music yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You do so many other things on top of that that it's hard to even list. Yeah, I mean, if you want, I can list it. I can go, <laughs> I can go get my job description if you want. <laughs> oh man! So, um, there. I have another question as I'm thinking about it. You used to do call and Levi. Yeah. So, has your perspective at all changed going from a traveling singer to now being a worship pastor? Definitely. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know what calling Levi is, um, we basically traveled. Um, so, my wife Stephanie, her sister Tammy. Um, they were on the group. Tammy married Mark, who's our pastor. Stephanie married me. And so the four of us traveled and sang for 11 years. Um, so yeah, full time. So we were in, you know, 160 plus churches a year times 11 years. So yeah, man. And it's funny because, you know, you think no matter what season of life you're in, maybe I'm just vain, but <laughs> whatever season of life you're in, you think, Oh, I got this. Yeah, yeah, I know what's going on. So, you know, to give you an example, so we would go in a church, we would sing, we had like a handful of songs, you know, and we would, you know, we'd change it up every once in a while because it would get boring for us. Um, and we just sing a list of songs in between a couple testimonies, and then you're done and you move on to the next place. And uh, so we were in one church um, just outside of DC, it was a very large church actually. And um, we're all backstage and they had a production manager and he's like, all right, you're going to go out on 10 minutes and two seconds into the start. And I'm like, kind of like, okay, he's joking. Right. And like, he was serious. Like, and we're like getting ready to go. He's like, okay, get ready. And three, two, one, go, go, go. And he's pushing us. And I'm like, I'm kind of like looking back behind me and he's pushing us out on stage and there, there's thousands of people in front of us. And I'm kind of like, I kind of had like a little, like a check in me. Like, I'm like, dude, this is all production that you have no idea about ministry. You know, I'm some punk 25 year old (laughs) in my, in my mind, you know, I'm just like thinking I've I've got it all together. 
And then um, even afterwards, we come to, he's like, and you'll be done at 18 minutes and 48 seconds. I mean, he had it all the way down to the minute. And he had this sheet that had like every part of the service and how many minutes and how many seconds each part would be. Wow. I was like, man, these guys are just, all they are, all, all they care about is the production side. Right. I mean, that's no time for the Holy Spirit to work. Well, for any of you who see what we do now, we use we use a, a service called Planning Center. I just did a free plug. They probably, they, Planning Center, you need to owe me at least a month of free subscription. <laughs> but, uh, but basically, it's an awesome tool, and we use the same exact program. And it says, you, if you look at our service order, it does the same thing. But yeah. now on this side of it, I realize, oh, yeah, especially with churches with multiple services, right. you, you have to finish and start on time, or you get a backup in the lobby, yeah. you get a backup at child check Rob's that guy to a lesser extent now. He's yeah. like, come I'm on, I'm the guy. Go. I have changed into that guy who's all they're worried about is the time to, and doesn't give the Holy Spirit a to chance be to be fair, work. ours is a guide at best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We never go according to time. It's true. Yeah. It's true. We, we do never stick to the script, but we try. It's, it's a good guy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's one example example where I thought, you know, um, another example, you know, we would go in, I thought we were worshiping and we were leading in worship. Um, we were not, it was basically performance and that's okay. I I think Christian performance is fine. Um, but my mentality at the time was, oh yeah, we're leading worship. Well, now that we have 10 years of this, like I never led worship in my life till Lifehouse Church. So, so I didn't know what to do, and I, I was scared of it. I, I remember telling Mark right away, I was like, I'm not going to be your music guy, just so you know. Oh, I had a little attitude and everything, but yeah. <laughs> but really, to be honest with you, I was scared of it. I didn't know it, so all I knew was what I did and did well, yeah. and I, I didn't want to fail. So this, anyway, so so now we're leading worship. We're, we're leading corporate worship, so it's not just four or five people or a band on stage. It's hundreds of people together on the same team. No one's performing. No one's listening. No one's watching. Mm. Everyone's worshiping through music yeah. together. That is awesome. Yeah. Like that's that blows any performance away. Like you know, I, I love going to Christian concerts when I have a when I have an opportunity. I always go, and I'm always looking at all the bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm just nerdy like that. But but yeah, when you're corporately worshiping God together through music it's it's special so yeah amen yeah i mean sure. my favorite concerts have been those that didn't feel like a concert yeah it just felt like a giant worship night yeah. of just the saints singing out like those are my yeah. favorite you could tell when you go to a christian concert the difference between somebody performing sure oh, yeah. there are certain groups that lead worship sure, yeah. sure. and you could feel the difference for sure and I, w- I would say it's easier to just lead in worship it's easier to corporately worship because it's almost like you're not, it's not up to you mm. to have a good performance. Yeah. You know, it's not up to you to make people like you or go buy your CDs or whatever. Yeah. It's just, let's just relax. Let's just put God in the middle and have a moment, you know, and just worship him together. So I love it. Like if we, if we had to go back for some reason, I would never want to go. Um, I enjoy what we do now. And uh, man, God has been awesome. I, I love how he's shaped the worship slash music side of worship here yeah. at Lifehouse. I, I love how he's d- 
directed. What are you guys doing? Okay, for those of you who are home, I'm trying to keep a straight face. I'm trying to go through a nice, serious discussion. And they're tapping each other, and they're showing each other notes. What are you guys this doing? This is production. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it on the production, production side. So well, as you were talking, I thought of another question. Okay. And, I, and I wrote it down, and Jarvis was trying to figure I, out... I couldn't what, understand. He didn't understand what my question was, and then the light bulb went off. So I'm just going to ask it now. That's oh, so funny, man. What, what so is going on right on now. stage... When when you start talking into that little mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. See, now. <laughs> so this is going to be a distraction now. So every time I do that now, people are going to be like, oh, that's what he's doing. So, okay. This is an insider secret. <laughs> Inside secret. <laughs> I mean, you should. everyone should know now. But anyway, that mic on stage um, that I talk into and you don't hear, I'm basically, I can talk to the band, vocals, and the guys at the sound booth. So if there's something wrong... I'm in that mic talking. Now, uh, and I also will lead that way as well. Like, let's say we're doing a song and I'm like, hey guys, let's re- let's re- we're going to repeat that chorus again. Let's just keep doing that just like that. Good job. Keep going. That's me. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. someday we'll record that and then people can listen. <laughs> listen it's, yeah. it's really our band and vocals. They are so talented because they're not only singing and playing, but they're also listening yeah. and doing what I'm. And then I'm asking, and, yeah, yeah and just and just morphing. It's yeah. it, it's awesome. I always thought that was just a direct line to God. I thought you yeah, were no, like, no, you know, no. I wish yeah. that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, especially how much Mark like stops and prays when he wants. And oh yeah, having to like one, yeah, one, keep it going. It's better than the old days. We would I would look in the back and I'm like mouthing words and I can't read lips. They can't read <laughs> lips. And I'm like making big motions. This is a very subtle way to to yeah, talk yeah. and and then they also have a mic in the back so they can talk back to me yeah. so so yeah it's it's really nice except up. except the way it is it's right behind mark so the poor poor people at home they're like well that guy he's not even paying attention to the speaker <laughs> you know but yeah oh, usually something's wrong or or we're just directing right yeah. yeah yeah something we've recently added in uh our worship service that we've it's been a little bit but we've started corporately praying yeah um which i've personally loved just being yeah. able to you know, like you always say, find three or four people around you and pray. Um, and no, typically we use the uh, terminology acts. Yeah. I kind of go into that and what that means and what yeah. that looks like for us as a, a body. Yeah. So I don't even know where I heard this from. And I want to say from Tammy, actually. Um, so she stole it from somebody. And by the way, any anything we do at church is it's all stolen from somebody right you know we're, none the of us are the sun. we're not that That's original right, yeah. i think everybody in church ministry does that They're like, yep yeah. oh yeah borrow sorry <laughs> yeah steal is a 10th commandment right one of the 10 commandments anyway so yeah so acts principles so a stands for adoration and um i'll, I'll back up you know prayer is such a a vague word you know so you can say yeah i read my bible and i prayed today but did you really go deep in your prayer today? So this is a way for us to remember and just have structure to our prayer. So yeah. A is adoration. And I always say that's a Christianese word for saying who God is. So in other words, you know, just prayers of adoration. And we like to slip in the thanks. But hold on, yeah. we'll get to that. So just adoration. So say who God is. So God, you are King, you are Lord, you are Savior, you are beginning, you are end, you are almighty, you know, just explaining the attributes of God and just praising him. And then the second um, part is C, and that stands for confession. So take that time and take time. Don't just 
very quickly go through it. Just, you know, search your heart, uh, just like David did. Um, see if there's any wicked way in me. Oh God, bring that to my attention. And then you just confess and take time to to do that before the Lord. And then T stands for Thanksgiving, just showing thanks. Now you can go into the thanks and just thank the Lord and just take your time and just uh, go right through your list. And then the last one, S, is supplication. There's another Christianese word for prayer requests. So specific things that are on your heart, on your mind about maybe people in your family, maybe people in your church family, just a time to bring those requests to the Lord. So yeah, that's the acts principle that we, uh, we like to hit on it from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just another example of what worship is within the service context. It's not just singing, it's praying. It's, it's the preaching of the word, the reading of the word, so many other aspects yeah. that go into it. It's all a big worship. I mean, even I know some people are not a fan of when you set up an offering, like that's an act of worship. Like we're literally giving God, giving back to God yeah. out of, as an act of worship. Like all of it is worship. Um, so as the worship pastor, yeah, I mean, for anybody who's never been on stage, when you get up there, you can see everything. Sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it can be quite distracting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might get yelled at if you get up, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So is there a correct way to worship? And now we're talking in the context of within the service, like okay. somebody's in service, you know, there's, there's a lot of thoughts on this. So as the worship pastor, like, like, is there a correct way to worship or is there an incorrect way to worship within the service? Mm, man, that's a, that's a good one. Cause I've been, like I said, I've been in many, many, many churches. I've been in some churches who are dead and they're looking at you like, you're a wacko, you know, uh, you're way too hyper, you know? Right. Um, now I'm not saying if you, if you are singing and worshiping with your hands in your pockets and a frowny face, I'm not saying that's wrong, but there's a better way. I think, (laughs) I mean, let's put it this way. If you truly have freedom and liberty in your heart to worship, if you really do, if you don't have unconfessed sin in your heart, if you don't have guilt in your heart and you're responding to the Lord, I think your response will not have you with a frowny face and hands in your pockets. I think that. I mean, I agree because whatever gets you going it's going to yeah. get you going. Yeah. Like the same people that say, oh, I just, that's just not my personality. Right. That's just my yeah. style. Are the yeah. same people that are at one o'clock. Sharing Let's go. Jumping up and down. Eagles. Their back stops hurting. Their knees stop hurting. Let's go Eagles. Like, so yeah, yeah it, 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 it really comes down to what, you know. You know, and I know there's, there's church background that comes to, into play too. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or everyone's background. So if, if you're not comfortable, listen. I, there was a day where I thought if you raised your hand in church, uh, you were just showing off. It wasn't real because God doesn't need you to raise your hand. You know, God's God. Why, why do I have to raise my hand? Um, but I had to, I had to let go of some, some legalism in my life. So, so once that freedom comes in, I don't think there's a right way. I don't think there's a wrong way. I think only you know that. 
whatever's in your heart, if you feel true freedom and there's no sin, there's no guilt, you're responding to all that Christ has done in your life and you're really thinking about it and you've brought your worship to church and you're ready to go, I don't know. I think we would have a crazy hyper service going on. And I'm not saying that, you know, showy and all this stuff. Yeah. I think, think about it, man. I mean, we don't think about it. That's the problem. We don't think about it. We think about church is church. I'm doing this. This is my schedule. Um, I'm not going to get too warm and fuzzy. You know, there hasn't been preparation before I've come to church. So there's probably not going to be a lot of physical reaction. Yeah. So, I mean, I know what I'd love to see, but, but styles are all different. But I do think if you, if, if you're just honest with yourself and, uh, Remember that old song, I Can Only Imagine? When I'm face-to-face, what will I do? Will I, will I freeze? I can't remember all the lyrics. Will I stand in awe mm-hmm. of you, or will I dance before you? Will I bow? Will I fall on my face? Um, I think it's going to look a lot different than church, right. for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a much different background like it was super legalistic when yeah. when it came to worship it was very freeing okay <laughs> like mm. too freeing you know yeah. people running up and down the aisles yeah. and yeah yep yep you know taking chairs and making them an instrument and <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but that really helped me to have a freedom when it came to worshiping god yeah. and and like from something that i personally do and sometimes it feels but weird because you like you always got this like you want to see what's going on around you but i'm just the most time i'm free most for the first 30 minutes of service my eyes are usually closed because I just want it to be between me and God and nobody else around. And and yeah, it, it really does help me. So if you're having trouble being free, I would encourage you to try. Just close yeah. your eyes. It's not about who's around you. It's about, no. it's about him. It's all about him. Mm. I will yeah. say too, like thinking about Lifehouse and even the last eight years that I've been here, there's a crazy difference from eight For years sure. ago to For sure. you know to today. It's like totally different than when... Yeah, it's a lot more similar to a story that I heard from a a, a, a pretty well-known pastor who pastors a church of like 8,000 people. Yeah. And he said when he walks through the lobby, he can tell who's the Baptist and the Presbyterian and the Pentecostal. <laughs> really? He said he said the Baptists are just standing there straight, real serious. The Pentecostals <laughs> are stretching before service, <laughs> getting ready to, to worship. And then oh, he was just saying, like, what, he's like, I can tell who, what their background was when they grew up just based on how, they're get, how they come into service and how they get ready. And, and we joke about it, but it's, there's so much yeah, truth to it. Like, yeah. you can Listen, tell. It, it takes time. So, I, you know, I was raised in a very conservative church, um, like I said, and it honestly, when I found myself in um, in these situations, you know, in worship situation, it seriously felt like there was a belt tied around my wrists at, at my waistline. Like the belt also included my wrists Wrist, on each yeah. side. And I just couldn't. Um, and it, it took time for me to, to loosen up and yeah. to relax and to just have that freedom, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I understand that when you have... have Folks like that, and they'll learn. I mean, they'll yeah. they'll, they'll they'll learn. Like like you're saying, Jarvis. I remember our first few services at Lifehouse um, when we were at the fire hall. No one stood up during worship. You had to basically coach them along, and um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a lot different now, yeah, it, for sure. It, 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 I mean, I've only been here for four <laughs> and, and a half years, showy. and it's a lot different. I mean, yeah, my first time was on a Saturday night, and okay. I guess all the people that I like to, to raise their hands and holler at that service. It was a Saturday night. And I came on a Sunday morning, and I'm like, where do all those people go? <laughs> it's so serious now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, I and I do believe our, our God is not a God of confusion. You know, I've, I've been in situations where it's a very confusing atmosphere. Absolutely. Especially for your first-time guests, for those who don't know Christ, maybe. and Yeah are going, what is this? You know, yeah. I, you know, so we got to be careful to be orderly, Yeah, you know, but, um, but at the same time have that freedom. Yeah. So. You can be orderly and have freedom. Sure. And I was thinking about that advice I gave. I mean, those first 30 minutes were standing up during the message. Your eyes shouldn't be closed because you're probably sleeping. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as yeah. worship pastor, Manny talked about it. You see everyone, right? You stand sure. when you're up there, you see everyone. Um, what would you say is one of your biggest pet peeves of you know in in church oh man man in church or just I, as yeah, really pastor. in general yeah you could do it in general yeah i you know kids going to the bathroom when you're preaching <laughs> <laughs> that did happen on sunday and i it, i couldn't help it they're making all this noise hey, you gave them a warning and, Sounded like a bunch of elephants going up the steps. And I, I think they were first-time guests. Oh, for, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully they'll be coming back. I don't know. But it was distracting. I, yeah. I, I can't help it. But um, I tried. I tried. But I was like, hey, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Every time after that, I, I would hear it sounding. I'd be like, is Rob, is he going to do it now? I was. Try- I didn't do it on purpose. No. So, But yeah, so um, what was the question again? Biggest pet peeve. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. I would say... Um, you know, cause we have rehearsals, we have weekly rehearsals. Um, um, we've got weekly, you know, we sound check, we arrive mm-hmm. at seven in the morning on Sundays and band shows up all volunteers, all, all the vocals are volunteers. They show up. I would say not being on time is a mm. pretty big pet peeve and I've actually overcome it. It used to really irritate me. And now I don't tell anybody this, but I kind of understand now and I'm yeah. like, I give them a little bit of. I think I give too much grace. Actually, I do. I already know that. <laughs> but um, that used to be a huge pet peeve of mine is mm. just, you know, being late. And it's, um, I don't, that might be a pride thing, you know. But I, I feel like when someone's late consistently, they're not thinking. Because I really don't think that they are, because it tells me a story. It tells me, I think my time is more important than your time. So I know they're not thinking that, yeah. but it comes off that way. So sometimes it can be, especially when you have a bunch of volunteers showing up and you're waiting on that one person, like right. that's not cool. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's a like a pet peeve of mine. I, I would say um, maybe someone who's not prepared. Now I'm talking about now. I'm st- I'm talking about band leader hat right yeah. now. Um, someone who shows up and they're just asking question after question. What I'm song like, are we singing today? Did you not <laughs> read? So we use again planning center. Yeah. So month two, please free free subscription planning center. <laughs> so um, did you not see planning center? In planning center, we've got the the demo in there. You can hear what it sounds like. Yeah. You can see the charts, the chords that you're supposed to play, what order it's in, the arrangements it's in, like who's singing what, who's the vocalist. You know, so when you show up and start asking all the questions. I and I have I have been like if you if you saw planning center you would know you know so why don't you go to planning center but um yeah I don't know I've I've got a I would say that's kind of all that I can think of yeah 
I don't know. <laughs> the the, the uh, not really a pet peeve, but I I don't like to participate in gossip. Um, so when someone says, you know, people are talking and they're saying blah 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 blah, well, what that person is saying is they are, hey. they are that person. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you know, when I say people are saying, or I'll go, the I'll go really, who who says that? Well, I'm not at liberty to say. I'm like, well, I'm not at liberty to hear it. Then I, you know, <laughs> now. Listen, we're all guilty of gossiping. So I've, I've probably, yes, I've probably indulged in gossip from time to time, but I don't like to. I and I, yeah. and I try to stay away from it. So if someone comes up to me, um, and it's funny, I don't get gossip because I don't listen, and they know that, so yeah. they don't come back. So it's actually a nice thing. Like you know what? Why don't you go talk to that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the scripture. Well, yeah, once way. they see that you won't play into it, they'll yeah. just be like, yeah. I need to go find another ear. Yeah, or I, I, I yeah, just. You know, not too recently, someone came to me and said, hey, what do you think about this? I was like, go talk to that person. I'm not going to get involved. You go talk to that yeah. person. That's, you know, that's Matthew 18. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So anyway, little little <laughs> spiritual moment there. Yeah. I mean, so, we're, you know, we're, th- we're talking all things worship. So, you know, what happens if somebody's in the service and they're just like, I don't like this song. Like, can you talk about just people and, and, and their opinions and... and you know how in reality it really like it shouldn't matter whether you like a song or not on how you respond like like you know and i'm not even talking about if a song is theologically bad i'm talking about just if you don't like i don't like this song yeah. i don't like this genre or you know i can understand if you're up there singing something like so <laughs> like so anti-bible yeah, i'm not even talking about yeah. that i'm talking about just yeah i'm not a fan of this so i'm gonna check out on this song like how would you how would you address that uh, i mean there's songs i don't like so i would understand um but yeah, we we can't do. I mean, there's th- there's hundreds of thousands of millions of songs. So like, you know, we only do three or four a week. So, you know, I appreciate the text. Everyone texts me song ideas and stuff. Um, we try to get them in there, but if they don't fit, um, I I don't cram them in. I don't make it work. Right. Um. Yeah. If you don't like the song, well. Sit tight. There's another one around the corner. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say just relax. I that, mean, that's what bringing your worship to church is about. You don't have to like the song yeah, to still worship. Yeah. I would still say be involved and, st- you know, don't fold your arms. Yeah. Right. And sit down and be in defiance. I mean, that's, that's divisive. Yeah. That's causing division among God's people. So I would keep it to myself and I would wait for the next song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use it as time I mean, to pray. Yeah, I use it as, sometimes. I use it as an opportunity to learn the song. Like, yeah. I didn't grow up in an American church. I grew up in a Spanish speaking church. So, oftentimes, yeah. like, if you're like in a little prayer or even at the elder meetings, they'll yeah. break out of him and be like, come on, we're oh, going to yeah. sing this song. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't even know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole time, you're just like, just fake it. Yeah. But I just try to listen and hear. If I don't know a song or, or if I don't like a song, I just try to listen to what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, what is God? You know, sure. How, how can this glorify God? Like, how yeah. Can, and, and for the, Person listening, rest assured, to my knowledge, <laughs> every song that we do um, has been prayed over and has been really picked over. So, so think about the millions of songs out there. These are the songs that rose to the top. 99.9% of the time, they're theologically correct. I, I don't know of that point one. so let me know if you're a listener. Let me know if you... If you know the one song that's not theologically correct, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think just 
just be at ease knowing that these songs have been prayed over and it it hasn't it's not a haphazard thing to just throw it out there cuz i like the key or we like the sound of it yeah um bottom line if it lifts up jesus christ we will do it if it doesn't yeah. do that we are passing and and this is the thing right i i can understand like a lot of us have a consumer mentality mm-hmm. so i came to lifehouse as a saved christian so everything the way i was judging the church was all right well, what can this church do for me all right I was yeah. I had a big old check without even meaning to. I'm like, yep, like the children's program, like this. Yeah. And and I came from a very different worship background. And I'm like, man, like if I'm just being real, forgive me guys what I'm about to say. I'm like, these white people worship different. <laughs> like <laughs> and, and and it wasn't my favorite at first, but like as I've been here and 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 God did work on my heart, first of all, to show me that it's not all about me. Yeah. To the point where now I I love all of it. Like it's is literally like now it is my style. It is what I like. It is what I appreciate. Yeah. But if I would have allowed it to, and I almost did. I mean, it was I almost left because it wasn't what I was accustomed to. And a lot of mm-hmm. people make decisions about churches about stuff that's just sad. Like like if God is working in your life at this church, like don't let these things like a song selection or yeah. a thing like that like stop you from yeah. Part yeah. Of it. Every guy everybody's got preference. Um but you got to make sure that doesn't stand in the way of God moving. Yeah. I mean, that there's there's certain styles that I don't do because honestly, I don't know how. You know, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying. But the like, I was just talking to Juan uh, Rivera. Oh, I just is that okay to mention people's names? Yeah, yeah. okay. We name drop people all the time, <laughs> yeah. usually in a bad way. So that's a good so, yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> so Juan's been playing bass for us for years, and um, and he's from Puerto Rico, and he, he was like, man, we need to do like a like a Latin, like a like even like a salsa t- style, and he starts banging away on the on the uh, bongos and the the uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're drum things that we got on stage. And um, he's like, "Have you ever heard of this beat?" And I'm like, "Man, that's awesome!" He was like, "We need to do some of this stuff," and I was like, "Go for it," because I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> like, I was like, "You would yeah. have to, you know." So we're you know we're constantly trying to think of different different ways, different different genres, even, um, you know. But yeah, it's 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 everyone's got a preference, everyone's got background, and everyone's got you know their style. So it's it's really hard to find that balance, yeah. you know. But um, but yeah, every, every song we do, we we have to make sure it. We, we only have twenty minutes, right? So we have to make sure it's the best of the best, yeah. Yeah. you know. And I mean, I've seen I've seen so much growth and just change and just like style and and since i for four years since i've been here like yeah singing in spanish and yeah like rapping and like yeah, so yeah it's yeah. pretty cool to see you guys like always yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome listen that's out of my box yeah. for sure <laughs> but we're t- I'm, I'm i'm trying and i'm just like we got a great team that brings stuff to the table so i'm just kind of like yes yeah. yes yes <laughs> i like that you know so it yeah. makes my job so much easier so we talked about like music preference shouldn't cause us to be hindered in our worship right but what the the sad part is worship is often hindered right Mm -hmm. what do you think uh hinders people from true worship man i think there's a ton of stuff um for me um if my mind's not in the game i've got a busy schedule my my week was crazy Mm -hmm. you know i haven't had time to bring my worship to church yeah i wasn't in the word I wasn't prayed up, you know, that whole bringing your worship to church. It's not just a fancy phrase to make 
to make us all sound smart and spiritual. It's helping. It's to help you. It's yeah. to help you come prepared. So if you have not come prepared, that that's going to hinder your worship. If there's unconfessed sin in your life, that's going to hinder your worship. Uh, we talked about this earlier too. If there's guilt in your life, if there's unsettled conflict with a brother or a sister in Christ who's in that room on top of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you got family stuff going on, if you've got a relationship that there's unforgiveness going on, I mean, the list goes on and on, but it all comes down to, and I know, I know we don't like the, the S word sin, but if there's sin in your life, yeah, there's going to be a detachment. There's going to be, your lips are going to be sealed. Like David said, mm. you know, da- uh, the, David was, was confessing to the Lord. We, we just talked about it Sunday, Psalms 51. He was, he was confessing about his sin with Bathsheba. And he was like, man, my lips feel sealed up. Lord, unseal my lips. You know, guilt has put distance between me and you. So mm. yeah, I would say for sure. Check that. Um, and it could be also just unfamiliarity. Like if if you if you're a first time guest or you're you've only been here for a couple months. Let's say you're from a different country. Uh, you know you're from Nigeria, and all of a sudden you're in Middletown, Delaware, and singing this strange style of worship music. You know, you know it could just be unfamiliarity, and you're just trying to get the culture. You're trying to catch up. You know, I mean, it, it could go on and on. I mean, yeah. Do you guys think of anything like stuff that hinders? worship i mean you talked about it and you were just talking about it i I think sin is the biggest thing right you talked about on sunday how uh sin separates us from intimacy with with god yeah and i think when you walk into a sunday service and there like you said there there's unconfessed sin um maybe you're not a believer right those things sure are gonna cause us to not be able to truly worship right because in our sin though guilt can be a good thing that is used as a response uh, to repentance, um, it's causing us to be separated in a way that distance us mm-hmm. and, and causes us not to worship truly. Yeah. And I've been at, um, like, every year I get to go to a, a music conference of my choice, usually. And um, I always find myself, um, like, let's say there's a new artist up there or a new worship team. Um, like, the first five minutes or so, I've I've got this analytical <laughs> mindset going like I'm looking at everything and I'm like taking it in and I'm yeah. like, then I almost have to be, Oh, oh my goodness, I need to be worshiping right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're, it's almost like your arms are folded and you're kind of thinking, okay, what's this guy's angle? Yeah. You know, what, what did he mean by that? You know, and you're, you find yourself over analyzing stuff, you know, is he scripture? Wait a minute. I saw him on Twitter saying something inappropriate about his wife or whatever you know, you've missed out on a whole opportunity to worship. You were an- overanalyzing this guy yeah. or girl or group or whatever. They're from this such church. They're from this movement. Who cares? You know, chill out and worship. Like like sometimes we, that, that's pride too. Pride gets in the way and you think you're, I don't know, you, you think you're above maybe mm, yeah. somebody. I mean, I, I experienced something just like that. Two Sundays ago, I was on vacation and I went, I was excited to go visit a church. Like, I'm just going to go to church. Okay. 
and just go visit. Yeah. And that's not what happened. I went there and like, we do that better. We do yeah. that better. Oh, we could definitely adopt that. Uh-huh. Like I went in there with this, this critical mindset. And you yeah. can't help and, that sometimes. Yeah. And but, everything I'm yeah. like, I wasn't greeted. I wasn't like, and, and, yeah. and then like literally like midway through the service, like God was like, didn't you want to come here just to just decompress and <laughs> yeah. just, and, and, and then I let go and just started singing and, and listened to the message and, and really got a lot out of it. It was, it was a good church, but I was just going in there with this yeah. critical yeah. spirit. Like, yeah, I want to see what we do better and what we don't do better. Like mm-hmm. instead of just going into worship service and, and, you know, yeah, I mean, you should know your word and know if somebody's, if, if the preacher's up there speaking heretical stuff yeah absolutely we're not saying to ignore that but we're saying yeah. like if you're just up there looking for to critique the entire time instead yeah. of to worship yeah. yeah 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 come to church i heard an evangelist say this and i, I want to use it so bad i'll use it someday when i see a bunch of grumpy people i'll say but this guy says come to church to get a blessing don't come to church to get offended like <laughs> sometimes and listen there's been people out there before i've seen them i know exactly what they're doing they're overanalyzing and they're thinking it, you know, thinking about, you know, who who wrote this song? And I mean, I mean, there's hymn writers that we still sing their hymns that they they had a season in their life where they were not with Christ. Well, does that mean we don't sing their music anymore? Well, it wasn't their music if you think about it. I mean, God put that on their heart. Um, but yeah, that's just a little tangent I'm going on. But but yeah, if you're if you find yourself coming to church to get offended and looking for things to pick apart. Yeah, just stay home that day. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we want you, but 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 you're you're missing out. You're missing out on a blessing for sure. Now, what if somebody comes to church? You know, and and going back to that, you know, whole bring your worship to church, and you know, what if somebody? It's not necessarily a saint struggle, but they're just struggling. They're in a season where maybe they're going through a tough time, and and you know, with a child that's walked away from the Lord, yeah. or they're just in a bad place, and 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 they hear bring your worship to church, and they barely made it to church, you know, and they're there because they need it, you know, like like how do how do we, how do how do you go about that? Mm. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, every week we don't want to be in that situation, but there's going to be those weeks. Yeah, you know, there's going to be those months. Um. God forbid those years of dry spell, you know, going through a valley, a trial, I would say this is where you need to be. I mean, yeah. the church is a hospital, right? Jesus said, said, I've come for the sick. I haven't come for those who think they're well. <laughs> Talking to the Pharisees who thought they were, they knew it all, you yeah. know, they and they were the ones overanalyzing that worship. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I would say this is the place for you. This is where you need to be. Don't fake it. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't fake it. I, w- I wouldn't sing the songs if you don't mean it. Just sit there and just do your best to give it to the Lord and surrender. You know, he doesn't want, uh, and we talked about this Sunday too, he doesn't want worship before your heart. He wants your heart. So if he doesn't have your heart, he doesn't have you. So yeah. so that's the idea is to come before him. Don't worry about offering uh, David called them sacrifices, or in today's day, it would be works. You know, what can I do to make it better? What maybe I can serve? Maybe I can help in this area. Maybe I can give money to this charity. Yeah. No, all he wants is your broken heart first. The, the other stuff will come after your heart is settled. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't worry about the works part. But yeah, I'd say come on. Yeah, this is where you need to be. Yeah, we'd love to have you. I think that's important because, like, one of the purposes of the church 
is encouragement, mm-hmm. right? Like it's to bear another's burdens. And yeah. I think that fits alongside worship, right? It's worshiping yeah. when you are doing those things, when you're bearing one another's burdens and encouraging. And oftentimes when you don't feel like worshiping and your heart's just not there, but then you see a brother or a sister worshiping your heart responds in that same way, right? You yep. see them despite what they might be going through, right? Yeah. You think of people with sicknesses and family losses and trauma, all of these things who still pour out their heart to Christ yes, and yeah. you see them and you go, man, you know, they're, they're losing everything, but yet they're still worshiping with their heart and yeah. they're pouring yeah. it out. I mean, there's a difference between going through a rough season and just being a miserable person. Like yeah. there are people that are believers that are just miserable. And if I was an unbeliever, I'm like, I don't want to be miserable. So why would I wonder what that guy has or that lady has? Like, mm-hmm. like it's just a big difference for sure. Yeah. So as the worship pastor, you, uh, get to see a lot of worship like we talked about. What would you, or how would you like to see our congregation worship? Man, I might get fired over this one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, man, I would I would just love to see everyone, all of us, responding to all of him all the time. Mm. I, I would love to see um, a freedom in worship that is genuine, you know. I would love to see, man. I mean, how awesome would it be if everybody came that week the right way, right? And we just rested in the moment. And like, I would love to see a healing take place. Like, I've never seen one. I know God is above it. We've got people in our our family right now that need to be healed. Yeah. You know, um, if it was up to me, <laughs> you know, some uh, God's ways are not our ways, but man, if it was up to me, I'd love, I'd love yeah. to see that. And um, yeah, it's just, I, I would love to see freedom um, in worship. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that's kind of like, I don't know, a boxed question or a boxed <laughs> answer. I mean, but yeah, I would love to see, Liberty without getting crazy. I mean, I I was born and raised in a Baptist church, and so there would be a few things that would surprise me, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, I don't know, man. I I would say yes, like just liberty and freedom, and God honoring. Yeah. Worship, mm, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. One one thing I just thought about thinking about worship and uh, the service, not just being the worship is music, right? And then, but it's kind of the act of presenting your whole self to, to Christ. Maybe think of like the altar. Now the altar is an act of worship, right? When you go before the father and you kneel before him and, and confess and pray and basically, I mean, you adore him and all of these things, like that's a way you can express your worship uh, tangibly through a Sunday morning service, right? Like you get to worship him at the altar I just thought that was important to to note is like a lot of people, a lot of people think, Oh man, if I go to the altar, they're going to think I'm in this sin and yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm held to it or I'm struggling with this and that or whatever it might be. And we kind of let that hinder us from going and being before the father uh, on our knees and praying and seeking. Um, when in reality, I mean, we're just pouring it out for yeah. him. That's the goal. Yeah, if, if there was more freedom in that room. Yeah that altar would be full, filled. Exactly. And uh, you know, we had an, another one of our musicians, I won't say his name, but he came to me one day and he goes, he'll only been here like, he'd been playing f- 
for about two months and he'd been coming for about six or seven months. I usually give people like a four month buffer just so they know what they're getting themselves into. And he asked me, he goes, now Rob, uh, Mark says this all the time. What's the altar? You know, it's like that word kind of freaks me out, man. You know, and I was like, <laughs> no, no. So I explained to him what the altar is like, you know, you know, before Christ, there was an altar and you laid your sacrifices on the altar to cover your sin, yeah. you know, so to speak. That that was how it worked. And so, like, we come, uh, it, it's not, a, the altar isn't a special blessed place or something yeah, like that. Right. It's it's a, a signifying moment that I'm laying down my life. I'm laying down my burdens, my trials, my sin, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that would be cool to see the altar just loaded, yeah. you know, just with people praying and praying over each other and not just not just individual people praying by themselves. Right. Yeah. Man, you should have played a prank on a guy. But yeah, like during the week we slaughter lambs and you know, sprinkle <laughs> all over there and so that when people come on Sunday. <laughs> oh man, that would have been great. I wasn't thinking that way. Yeah. <laughs> One more serious question and then we'll end sure. with two, fu- two fun ones. Um, okay. So how can, you know, believers experience true worship you know, as a lifestyle? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I, I would say... I mean, worship is all of us responding to all of him all the time. That's the lifestyle part. So um, a, a verse I like to refer to is, is Psalm 63, verse 3. And it says, uh, verse 3 and 4 actually says, Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. So the writer here is responding to him and he's telling him, I'm going to do it all the time. I'm going to do it as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. So man, that means at church, that's the easy part, in the car, on the way home, and the way to church. (laughs) That's probably the most hardest part, man, if you got kids. Um, At work, I mean, and then I don't know what's harder. I, I would... Maybe work's the hardest. Um, sometimes home's the hardest too because you get a little too relaxed at home, mm. and then before you know it, your kids are calling you out. <laughs> you Ooh, know, yeah. but uh, and they do that. They're allowed to do that if you're messing up. But but yeah, I would say, you know, even at work, if if you're in the just the worst job ever and you're just like dreading it, like um, I can't remember who this Bible study was was by. I want to say it was by um, not Chandler, but the. Uh, Oh man, it'll come to me. But anyway, the title was Work as Worship. And uh the 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 theme was basically wherever you're at, use it as an opportunity to worship God, you know, and to to display an excellent workmanship so others notice and others see, you know, you, you know, living by example, living worship as a lifestyle. That that would uh that'd be my answer for sure. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So yeah. You've been at this for 10 years in yeah. the church setting, much yes. more than that, but in the church setting for 10 years, uh, what has been, I mean, and people have a lot of thoughts that they share with you, right? People always, oh, sure, yeah. they're not afraid to give you their opinion. And <laughs> oh, there's a fun one, right? There's yeah. a fun question. Okay. So what is the funniest complaint you've received in 10 years? Oh, the funniest. <laughs> Man, we've been blessed to not have a lot of complaints. Um, that's one thing I like to do. Um, so. One of the things I like to do, I like to mow my grass. I don't know. I'm weird. I like to do that. (laughs) 
and I listened to this one podcast, and basically they all, it's a worship uh, leaders podcast. So they basically share these kind of complaints, yeah. just to like a place to vent and a place to say, you know what, you're not alone, man, we're all getting hated. So I would say the funniest one, I can only think of like two or three, but the funniest one was uh, the psychedelic lights distract me from worship. <laughs> so I don't even know what that means. I mean, I, mean, I know I was psychedelic is from like the seventies. So like, and when you're tripping, I guess, like, I don't know what that's like, but I don't know. So I, I, I didn't even know who that, I think it was anonymous. And usually when it's anonymous, we're supposed to just chuck it. Yeah. But I read it. I like to read it anyway. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I didn't really understand. I thought it was hilarious because I think at the time, we maybe had like four lights on stage. So I'm like, wow, like psychedelic lights. Like, That's funny. Like, um, and I don't mean to give fuel to someone out there who's like, yeah, I hate the lights too. You know? <laughs> but no, it, even the lights that we do, I mean, it's to, it's another aspect, a way to direct, you know, when, like when these, when let's say there's a lyric that says, I lift my hands to you and the lights go up, you know, that's an, that's just making us look up. So it's a uh, just for for the haters out there, um, <laughs> and I haven't run into any in a long, long, long time. So I'm I'm praising God. I hear all these guys complaining at their churches. You know, they're getting this. One guy said, um, "Oh, I just heard it last week." He said someone came up to him and said, "This did not happen at our church," but he said, "Um, um, I really liked it when you." Or no, that's what he said. Um, he this guy doesn't like the drums, and he says. <laughs> Um, I noticed in the third song, the drums were not used. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, that's it. Like it's like, oh, thank, thank oh, you. Wow. I mean, yeah. I appreciate that wonderful Ish compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we haven't had a lot of that actually. We've been blessed, man. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So on the other side, what has been the best constructive criticism you've had? In the oh last yeah. 10 years. So this was our first three months in. Wow. Uh, someone gave me this advice, and I was probably sweaty because we did set up and tear down back in those days, and I was probably running around doing something that had nothing to do with the service. You know. Yeah. You know, probably a light was flickering, and <laughs> I had to figure that out or whatever. And um, somebody stopped me, and this guy um, was a retired pastor, and he said, "Rob." I was like, yeah, 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 what, 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 what? And um, he kind of stopped me and he goes, Rob. And he looked right in my eyes and I was like, yeah. And he goes, God is going to work with or without you today. He's still going to work. Mm. So just relax. You know, and I was like, wow. Like, like it was all on my shoulders. Like I had to make sure that light was plugged in correctly or, right. or the world's going to fall apart, you yeah. know? Um, and sometimes we get so wrapped up into the little things, we get the Martha mentality, you know, we're trying to serve, 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 serve. Yeah. And we just get blinded by our own anxiety and stress. And it's like, man, you, you're missing out here, Rob. He's going to work with or without you. So just chill, just relax. But yeah, that was my best criticism ever. I mean, it's, I mean, that's that's good. Good yeah. Advice. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> so, you know, as we're recording this, you just preached a Sunday before as we're recording this, right? It's Wednesday. Yeah. You preach on Sunday. So when's the next time you're going to preach? Well, I'm hoping it's seven more years. Okay. So it's every seven years right now. <laughs> Man, it's listen, 
anybody who speaks, like, you know, I know Mark does it every Sunday. I know some pastors, they'll have two or three different services throughout one week. Like, honestly, I don't know how they do it. And the reason why it's not my favorite thing to do is because I can't wing it. I don't want to do that. I mean, it's such a special moment. Like, you don't want to wing it. So there's a lot of preparation that goes in, and there's a lot of stuff that you have to say no to in order to put that time aside to preach God's word. And so you have to say no a lot. And so this week I'm saying yes to all the things I said (laughs) no to for the last month. But, um, but it took me a month. I mean, to prepare, I mean, I just couldn't, I don't want to say that because sometimes God likes you to be in (laughs) uncomfortable situations, but listen, anyone who preaches on a, on a normal rotation. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're a special person for sure. Cause um, you think pastors, all they do is preach sermons. I mean, that's 5% of what they do. I mean, they're, they're dealing yeah. with people. They love people. So yeah. they're with people all the time, helping, praying for counseling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, preparing for message and trying to have a family life as well. Yeah. I mean, um. Whew, I'm just so thankful we we sent our pastor out yeah. for a month for, on sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so glad. Between a preacher and a pastor. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, you know, yeah. There's some amazing preachers that are not very good pastors. Sure, sure. And, and we're blessed to have shepherds yeah. Yeah. who are also gifted preachers. Yeah, um, amen. It's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Rob. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Yeah, this is the longest I've ever talked. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of a Life Talk podcast. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. You can see new episodes in your feed each week. Until next time.